Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this segment of For Your Game. She's back. She is one of our favorites. Has a resume so long it would take up the entire hour. But uh, she is an LPGA Teaching Hall of Famer, LPGA Top 50 Best Teacher. She has been awarded the Northeast New York PGA Section Teacher of the Year three times. She's one of Golf Digest 50 Best Teachers in America. And it's just always a pleasure to spend some time with Kay McMahon from Education Golf. Holly, it's a pleasure being with you, and I, as I always say, you make me smile with that introduction. Well, it's, you know, your your accomplishments are uh, so long and many, Kay, including you have developed your own uh, teaching program in which you simplify the golf swing. It's called Golf 8.5, and I absolutely love your approach to the golf swing. You take away all the thousand and one things that are traditionally taught uh, in golf, and you just have to think about these 8.5 things, and bingo, you're, you, you'll just see your golf swing uh, improve uh, literally overnight. I've watched it. You've done it with my golf swing, Kay, and it's always a pleasure to have you. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. But you're you're you always talk so highly of golf 8.5, but you've seen it in action. And over the last 20 years, um, it, you're you're right. The success rate of people getting improving rapidly is amazing. That's what's fun to see, and you can see it happening right in front of your eyes. Because usually, if people take lessons, they say, "Oh, I'm going to get worse." I go, "No, no, no. You're never going to get worse. You you may stay the same, but you're you're going to get better." And most people, I mean, we've got a success rate of 90 percent. So. Um, it, it just simplifies, all, you know, in the, eight, in the eight and a half things, all that stuff that people tell you, the 1,001 things, it all happens, but you don't have to think about it. It just, lots of that stuff will happen. So um, we're, we're very proud of 8.5, and we want to revolutionize how we're, uh, how we're approaching golf. Well, I absolutely love it. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, because this is also a, a brilliant uh concept you've come up with that really helps so many golfers, uh, no matter what level of golfer you are. And and that's something that, you know, I mean, obviously the pros have spent years developing, but I don't think uh, typical amateur golfers, unless you're really, you know, uh, playing a lot of tournament golf, understand or have even known how to develop. And that's course management, Kay. And you have a term you call personal pars. And when I first learned it, I thought, wow, why didn't somebody teach this to me many years ago? Can, can you share a little bit about that with our listeners? Sure, sure. It's um, actually how, uh, you know, as, as a teenager, I couldn't, couldn't figure out why I couldn't break 90. Um, and, and I was trying to actually shoot a total score. And so then if you really think about it, then this, this can apply for – women, men, juniors, anybody, is that um, if you, we think of par, I want to shoot par, that's 72. Well, the pros don't always shoot 72. Um, all par simply means is how long each hole really is. It gives you a yardage. So when I talk about personal pars, it's like you want to set personal goals. 
and you can set it at two over par or one over par, and then you play each hole as an individual game. But if you say, let's say, uh, let's say I'm just going to take my personal par on a par five and make it a par six, well, that allows me two putts, but it allows me four shots to get there. And if I take the 500-yard par five and I divide it into four shots, I really only have to hit it 125 yards to get it on the green in two putt. Everyone thinks it's about distance, but it's if you, if you break each one down, and has, as NPR always says, let's do the numbers, and you break it down into how many, how many yards it should take you to get there, I want you to hit it farther than 125, but you really don't have to. And the first time I ever did it, I shot 88 because uh, it broke it down into individual little games, and then all of a sudden it was much easier. Now, the neat thing about personal parties is once you reach your personal goal, whatever it might be, then you can drop off and go down and play a few of the easier holes as your personal, as, as what the true TV par. par. True par would be. True par is a barely better word than TV par is what I call it. What, um, what the most amateurs don't realize is the pros are doing the same thing. They're playing personal pars. But they're, because they could reach the four par fives now in two, their personal pars are all fours. So their personal par total would be 68. So if somebody shoots 66, it sounds like a really good score to an amateur, but it's really only two under their par. So the pros, um, what people don't realize, the amateur doesn't realize, the pros, um, because they can reach all the par fives in two, which really makes them their personal pars of four. Um, so their total par really is 68, not 72 anymore. So if somebody shoots 66, that really sounds like it's a good score to the amateur, but for the pro on TV, it's really only two under their par. Or maybe if they're shooting 72, they're really four over their, what their personal par should be. So they're doing the same thing, but it's just in the reverse numbers. But they're still like NPR says, let's do the numbers. So I, I really suggest that people take each hole as an individual game and figure out what your personal par is. I think that's that I think that's terrific because especially as you're you know developing your game the most frustrating thing uh, whether you're a man or a woman is you know feeling like you're not hitting it far enough um, and I think that can get you know very frustrating versus really learning to manage your game and get the most out of it hole by hole well, you're absolutely right, because if you think of your personal par, or let's just say it's one over what true par would be, then if you happen to get in trouble, you, you basically can say, well, I've just hit it X amount, 150 yards or 175, I'm in trouble, but I still have three more shots or two more shots that I can get it on the green. And so you can then take the what yardage is left, and divide that in half and go, oh, maybe I only have to hit it 100 yards and another 100 yards. So it, it really, what I say, people say, well, I, don't, I really don't want to change my swing. I go, but what you maybe could do is change your thinking. And I think changing your thinking and how you approach the game, and that's what you're talking about, strategy, is really one of the easiest ways to manage your game. Love it. Absolutely love it. So um, with that concept in mind, let's talk about a little bit, you know, getting the most out of every club, because I think one of the things that happens is we, we feel as amateurs like, oh, you know, sometimes 
it, it seems like ah, I'm just not getting enough out of my clubs or there isn't that much difference in yardage between, let's say, my five iron, my six iron, uh, you know, that type of thing. How does that really break down in terms of how far men hit it and women? Great question. I get that asked all the time. That people I hear say, oh, my clubs are all going the same distance. And this is men and women. Okay, number one, for every quarter of an inch that a, the ball does not hit the center of the club face, you're going to lose somewhere between 10 and 20 yards of distance and direction. Wow. That's a quarter of an inch. Mm-hmm. So if you think about if I hit my six iron and I'm a quarter inch off, it might look like my eight iron or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the second part of your question is, the other thing is, if you, the difference between clubs is four degrees loft between each club and a half an inch difference in length, which means that for a woman, the difference between clubs would be approximately five yards. Okay, the difference for men probably would be 10 yards. All right, so that's kind of how you have to figure it. And if, if everybody wants... Each individual person can basically take their driver, their average length, and then take their average length of their pitching wedge and subtract that and then divide it by 12. That's the average distance that you should be hitting, that each club would be different in distance. Now, I am guessing you would recommend that you do this on the course, not on the driving range. And why is that, Kay? I mean, the driving range, which we spend most of our time at, I think also is something that doesn't give us good feedback. Why? You're, great question. Uh, and again, we get that all the time. It's like, okay, my distance on the driving range all seems like it's the same. Number one, the golf balls will not go as far. Number two, you're hitting the golf ball into basically a rough area. They don't cut the ranges as, as tight as a fairway would be. So you're only seeing the carry distance, not the total distance, which is completely different. When I work at a range, I'm only working on my direction. I want to see how straight I can hit it, not necessarily on the total distance. But we get distance all the time because everybody wants their their um, GP, or their, their scopers to say, well, how far is that flag? It's like, figure out how far you're off the edge of the flag or you're 10, 15 yards away from the flag right or left would be much more important. So, um, And the other thing is that on a range, the golf pro, when he's hitting on a range, he's sitting on absolute perfect turf, and yet he's giving himself what's called a perfect lie on perfect turf. Most ranges that people go to, they're hitting it off of dirt. Um, it's very thin grass, so they're not getting a very, very good lie. I definitely recommend um, using one and a quarter inch tees on the range um, to help your swing, and you're going to get a better read uh, uh, ball contact. If you knock the tee out of the ground, you would have hit it well off the grass. The other thing for um, anybody that's got any bad aches and pains, joints, hands, a little bit of arthritis, your T is your best shock absorber, just a little low T, not a long T, just a little low T would be very, very helpful. Yes, I, I love that. And also, let's not forget, the pros are playing with the best golf balls. Uh, let's face it, golf balls are not consistent when you go uh, practice at different ranges. No, they're playing with the real golf ball that they'd be hitting normally on the on what on the uh, 
when they go to play. Uh, the average golf ball, you know, range has an assortment of golf balls. Sometimes you get the same golf ball, but there are also a golf ball that's made that's a hard core and a hard inner core, so that it's more like a solid rock type of thing. So it's not the same golf ball that you'd actually be playing on the golf course because they get hit so many more times. So that's why we like to call them rock flights, right, Ken? <laughs> rock flights, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when uh, we used to play top flights. Now I'm, now I'm showing my age. but um, So that, that brings me to a more important topic, which is uh, you're bringing back your, your online webinars. And I know that uh, you started these during the pandemic, and they have been very, very successful. Uh, I know this for a fact because uh, I would just spend some time up in New York with uh, my best friend and her husband, and um, she is having so much success with her golf game, Kay. And I'm telling you, the person you've made the happiest is her husband, Brian, because, you know, Sarah just now has such confidence in her game, in particular by learning uh, this course management from your from your webinar. And I might add... Sarah was never somebody that enjoyed playing in any kind of competition. She just won her member-member tournament with her partner two weeks ago. So uh, this is an unsolicited testimonial, Kay, uh, to my listeners. Uh, and it, it, you've really just made such a difference in her game. And as Brian said to me, he said, wow, this is really fun now. We can go out and really enjoy playing together. Well, you're right, and I, you know, I've talked to Brian, and he, he's like clicking his heels together. He's so happy that she's playing well, and has wanted this for a number of years, and I have yet to meet Sarah in person, which is the most unique thing in the world, and she has gotten so much better. To win her member guest, I mean, I'm going to call her up today and congratulate her, but her confidence is great. The feedback we've gotten that I've learned from the webinars is that's more the case than anything, how everyone has gotten better. Um, by just talking about it and being able to go do it. So what we found out is that when I demonstrate and explain and they ask questions, they're not having to do it at the same time. They're processing the information, and then they go practice and come back and get, give me feedback afterwards. But it's it's universal. Everyone that's done the webinars are getting better. It's great. Fantastic. And uh, to my listeners here in uh, Central Florida, you are coming back, Kay, for the winter. Very exciting. I can't wait to get a few lessons myself. But you're going to have a, a workshop coming up at Mission Inn Resort. Can you tell my listeners about that? It'll be, yes. It'll be a two-day workshop at Mission Inn Resort in Howie in the Hills. Um, and your listeners are going to get a huge discount of $100 off. There'll be Woo! more information on my, web- yeah, my website. But it's a two-day workshop. We do some classroom work. We do hands-on. Um, you'll get a playbook. So it's uh, it's about eight hours, seven hours every day. Uh, we get lunch included, and um, it it really works out well because we use our smart learning strategies, which means that everyone has a buddy that you'll be actually getting major major feedback. So and the way we teach it is is the um, not the traditional way of teaching it. And everyone gets better. Hello. Now, I, I, I have to say, I, I've participated in several of your workshops. I have been fortunate enough to have worked with some of the best teachers in the game. Um, 
and uh, you are one. You're Hall of Famer, Kay McMahon, and you're coming to Central Florida and to Mission and Resort. And uh, again, you have created a program where the learning curve is fast-tracked. You really come about this from, uh, you know, the student's perspective, and I think that's what works so well the way you you know you mix mix all types of different learning styles together and this buddy system is is fantastic because you're engaged the whole time definitely yeah and you're right my background is in physical education and health um you know i i I became a relatively good player played three u.s opens but then i ended up right back where i should be in teaching and I absolutely love it because I love seeing more people enjoy the game, and that's really what it's all about. So it'll be fun. So like I said, I don't, I don't think we gave the dates, but it's December 11th and 12th, which is the Saturday and Sunday at Mission Inn Resort in Howie in the Hills. But you'll, no, I know you'll ask me the question of where they can find out more information, but at my website, which is educationgolf.com, which you have to put the K-A-Y in the middle of it. So it's educationgolf.com. Yeah, that's E-D-U-K-A-Y-T-I-O-N golf.com. Always, always a pleasure. Kay McMahon, LPGA Hall of Famer, Golf Digest Top 50 Female Instructor, coming to our area. So exciting, December 11th and 12th. And Kay, we look forward to seeing you. I look forward to getting my spot in the workshop, and I hope some of my listeners will uh, register soon. Thank you so much, Kay. Thank you, Holly. It's always a pleasure.